0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast Tech Corner. And now, join me in welcoming your host and CISO, James Azar. Hello, boys and girls, men and women, people of all ages. Welcome to another episode of Veteran November here at the Cyber Hub Podcast. Before we get started today, and I introduced a special guest who, uh, this is take two of our recording. First time, you know, we kind of had a little thing with schedules and spam emails. But before we do that, folks, subscribe now to the podcast. If you're uh, watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe and turn on the notification bell every day, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for this month and what's remaining of it our Veteran November series, highlighting the brave men and women who served our nation uh, for this entire month on November 30th. Tune in for the ultimate jam. Everyone who's ever been on here, plus a lot more people. We're going to have on um, uh, Brian Lozada, who's the sisa over at HBO Max. We're going to have on Chris Cogran from Hacker Valley Studios. We're all getting together, and we're just going to do a veteran mashup on Monday, November 30th, so you can Get a lot more information on our social media pages by going there as well. And you can find all of our content at cyberhubpodcast.com. And now that's it. I'm done, folks. All right. Jason Mueller, welcome to the show.
1: Long time listener. First time caller.
0: Uh, I love it. Um, (laughs) That's the first time anyone's ever said it. You get a check for that.
1: Oh, man. For that. All um, right. I was afraid I'd be the second or third or no, no, so that,
0: that, that's the first I used to do. Like, um, call in segments where people would like, you know, submit questions and we'd try to tackle them. And I was getting way too many questions from like parts of the world where I didn't want to answer those questions. So I was like, okay, we're done. We're just yeah. going to cancel this segment. Um, <laughs> we're just, I no, can only no, imagine. No, no, I'm not answering, uh, Chinese questions at this time. I'm sorry. Just not doing it. Um, for the sake of my cybersecurity.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but I appreciate you having me on. Uh, like I said, I appreciate it. this is a noble thing that you're doing for the community and veterans alike or as a whole.
0: Thank you. Um, it's it's um, I'll, I got to tell you, uh, I've said it so many times, but w- we didn't do service to be recognized. But in a time where our nation is facing so many different challenges... It's nice to be reminded that all shapes, sizes, and people are all in this together. And I hope that that's what people take out of this month is, you know, I had you on the image where it was everyone I've interviewed for a month, right? Right. And that image has now grown even more. And I'm working on, uh, I want to release a new one on Wednesday. And um, for Veterans Day, folks, we're recording this. It's Monday, November 9th, and the country is still in a shithole. So just keep that in mind. We don't know who's going to be what yet. We don't know anything yet, right? And that's yeah. it. That's all we're gonna say about it. That's all we're gonna say about it. And so, um, all the names, faces, everything. I had someone from, um, I had someone send me a comment. Um, someone who had served with in the military, and he goes, "That's America." He goes, "That's America." He goes, yeah. "He goes, yeah." He goes, "That that that's brilliant." And I go, thank you. I mean, that's exactly I mean, this
1: is, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is why we served, right? Um, you know, it's, I joined when I was 18. So, you know, at 18, 19, 20, and so on. You don't necessarily, some people do know that they're fighting for this noble cause and they're patriotic and whatnot. And others just sign up because they're like, I got to get out of Dodge. I didn't do anything, right? right? <laughs> All my friends are going off to college. I got to figure something out. Otherwise, I'm going to be flipping burgers, which don't get me wrong. You know, honest work is honest work, right? Right. Um, but at the same time, understanding now being, and I think I've been out almost 13 years, right, and being more patriotic than ever, and understanding that you know, yeah, there's this divisiveness that's taken place across the country, uh, but at the same time, this is ultimately kind of what we fought for, right? Is that freedom of speech and that you know ability to go out and vote and choose your candidates, right? Um, so you know, we fought for democracy, and that's you know essentially what we're getting, right? Um,
0: yeah, I, I try to re, I try to remind people of that often. Is freedom isn't free, right? We hear that all the time, right? I call it the, I call it the veteran buzzword. Freedom yeah. isn't free, right? I <laughs> have a bunch of cyber buzzwords, but the veteran buzzword is freedom isn't free. But at the same time, uh, freedom is ugly, right? I mean, as veterans, we know ugly, and I don't mean battle ugly. I mean each other ugly basic the you know hell week the first 72 hours the first 96 hours where you're kind of pushed broken and rebuilt right in that period of time right and 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 that's ugly because people see other people breaking down people wanting to quit people wanting to walk away people throwing up people passing out i mean people getting injured that's and we, we're there for each other. No one looks at the other hand and goes, "Well, who do you think he voted for?"
1: Yeah, man, that's great. Yeah, I was right? expecting that part of it, but yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, absolutely.
0: We don't say that. We see someone fall, we go, "All right, go get him."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Go get them. Right. We see someone get injured, we're like medic, medic. Right. No one says, uh, "Who do you vote for?" Before calling for a medic. Yeah. Right. We don't. We don't have that. And. That, that, that's the great part of our nation. That's what makes our country great is we don't, we've never seen through the lens of politics. We've seen through the lens of being um, um, accountable for one another, accountable to one another, accountable to our flag, to our nation, to our national anthem. And and, and there's a sense of patriotism to that. And there's a sense of, of love and appreciation that when I walk and I see people, you know, supporting whatever cause they're supporting. I'm all for it as long as it's not communism.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's, it's funny. You know, I used to say uh, the two best days in my career were when I joined the Navy and when I got out, right? And now sitting here saying, well, man, I really do miss a lot of that. Like, uh, you know, granted, there were bad times, right? Don't get me wrong, right? There were times you're working 12 hours, uh, especially me. I was forward deployed. I was on a carrier. I did three cruises in three years. And then you got to count for workups and all that, right? So I did the math. It was essentially just over two and a half years of being at sea, physically being at sea, right? And those are the days when you're sitting there 12 on, 12 off, saying, man, what am I doing? This is crazy. But then when you transition, you finally get that um, that shore duty, if you will, right? And you're sitting there and you're playing softball with these guys. You're you're crushing a 30-pack after the game, whether you won or lost. And you just have that camaraderie and that brother-in-arms mentality, that's that's really what's um, what I miss, right? But that's also been something that we've been able to build within the cyber community along the likes of not just veterans, but others that have um, served in a different capacity, uh, maybe government employees or contractors alike, right? So we've all been in this together. So I think I've found somewhat of a, I wouldn't say a brotherhood, but a, a true community to where we have each other's support um, and trust and we can rely on one another.
0: So so tell us a little bit about your, your time in the Navy. You said you enlisted at 18. Um, how long were you in for?
1: 18, I did 10 years. Um, okay. So I grew up uh, a Navy brat. So um, yeah, I was born in San Diego, lived there for two years. My mom transitioned or um, took in, uh, duty in Bermuda. What's that? San Diego? San Diego. Oh yeah. <laughs> um San Diego, then we went to Bermuda for three years, and then went to Belgium for another three years. Then we went to Hawaii for eight years, right? So I'll give you the nice shaka symbol there. Um but it was it was amazing to grow up and just be around, you know, constantly being picking up and moving and meeting new people, seeing new things. Um and then the culture shock happened. We moved from Hawaii to Richmond, Virginia, where my mom ultimately retired, right? So she worked at the she was a chief Navy recruiting district for all of Virginia and Richmond. And it was a uh, it was nice to have somebody that was in that position, let alone your mother, right? Uh, that could say, okay, look, son, um, you got to either, you got to move out or you got to join the Navy, right? Join the military, which ultimately is saying you, you can't be here anymore, right? You got to go do something. And I needed that push. Um, so long story short, I, I joined the Navy, um, I'm supposed to be an intelligence specialist, uh, but you know how it goes in boot camp. They usually change up your MOS to satisfy whatever headcount that they need and what have you. I ultimately became a cryptologist, which, you know, when you say that, it's super cool, right? But then when you're telling people, yeah, I did IT system admin um, as a crypto guy, you know, it wasn't as quote unquote sexy, right? Um, but the, the mission at hand was, right? You know, being able to communicate with um, other, um, joint forces, right, really understanding that we're all fighting towards this common goal. And then from there, being able to progress that career into fighting, you know, the cyber uh, war front, right, uh, transitioning into working at NTDOC, um and working at the Navy CERT, and understanding, you know, these, what is an APT, right, at the time? We're talking early uh, or mid uh, 2005 to 2008 timeframe, right? Um, so it was really... A way to get introduced into something that, first of all, I had no idea what I was doing, right? Like I said, you just join the Navy, you go, you do it, you go to boot camp, you survive, you get an MOS. Hopefully, you pass school, you get to <laughs> pick your uh, pick your duty station. But then from there, it evolved into a true like career and, like I said, community, right? Being able to say, "Wow, this is pretty cool. We're taking down quote unquote hackers," right? Which it's got the Hollywood buzz to it. But when you're doing it in the in the form of protecting, you know, the warfighter and and assets, you know, um, our own assets alike, right? There's a lot, you know, back to the patriotism, right? There's a lot that's invested in that other than just, you know, doing this because it's my job or doing this to earn a paycheck.
0: Well, it's the fifth dimension. Yeah. Right? I mean, cyber is that fifth dimension, and it's a dimension that knows no, uh, no seas of fires, right? It knows no. Uh, times of peace it knows no uh uh calming down of 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 assaults like it it's going on all the time 24/7 365 this 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 cyber realm is different from all other realms right it's different because of the fact that there are there are no you know ceasefires or or temporary secession right. hostilities yeah. Yeah. that it doesn't exist And so it, but it's also victimless and unseen, right? What made people aware of wars, right? If we go back in our history as a nation was Vietnam, right? It was the embedded of the embedding of journalists with our troops in Vietnam and seeing sensationalizing.
1: Yeah,
0: right. And so we don't get attention on cyber because there's no way to sensationalize it.
1: Well, there is now, right? And uh, I think, um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I mean, like ransomware, you know, right. um, you know, seeing that, you know, there is no boundaries, you know, um, global health court, healthcare organizations getting hit with ransomware, and we are, um, there are bodies associated with that, right? From from what's been documented and what we've seen in the news, and that's where you know it, it feels. That's when you're doing. You have that noble cause, knowing that when I'm positioning a technology. Right, that it's going to bring, um, it's going to help my, my customer, right? It's going to put them in a better position to defend and support that of the operator, the analyst, the warfighter, so that it doesn't come down to this. But I think we are definitely getting to that point, right? Um, and that's not to say that it was a, you know, necessarily a targeted attack, but it could have been in that nature. And then what, right? It's, um, it does become a victim uh, a victim crime, if but you will. But it doesn't right?
0: have the same sensationalism as death. Right, and right. I think that's that's the one aspect of it. You're right about ransomware, and we can have the ransomware discussion, absolutely. But but I think the one aspect of ransomware that most people tend to kind of uh, I don't want to say forget, but 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 no one looks at it is well they've got insurance, insurance will pay for it. They do recovery.
1: That's and where it's going to go with that. Yep,
0: and and, and, and things go back. Why to, didn't you
1: just pay the the ransom? ransom right? right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and no one thinks of where the money's coming from because we don't understand and I think specifically you know our generation and I think you and I are around the same age based on your military time um we we um we don't understand the value of money we don't comprehend um the value of money because we grew up in the banking era mm-hmm. so the banking era is you can have a half a million dollars in the bank and for you it's just a number on a piece of paper our parents, our grandparents, knew the value of money because they carried it in their pockets. They had it in their homes. They had very little in the banks because people didn't trust the banking system. People didn't trust the banking systems until the eighties and nineties. Right? So so so, yeah. so there's an aspect to that where, where ransomware um, and 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 financial crime think of the Bernie Madoff thing. Right and right. I don't want to get yeah. stuck on that but the Bernie Madoff <laughs> yeah. thing is yeah. is is one of those where the guy stole billions you know in, in in the Ponzi scheme but you know the media covered it not because of what he did but because who he did it to
1: right well, now now we move towards a world of uh, digital currency, right? And right. having a ledger and be able to account for every single move and transaction that's being done. And I don't know why that wouldn't be welcomed, right? Um, to alleviate things like that from happening, and that's happened in the past that left so many people, what you know, without funds that they trusted this individual to securely invest, right?
0: Transparency only serves those that seek it the most, and never those that want to have it
1: yeah um let's talk
0: a little bit about your transition from military to civilian here veteran november you and i can have a cyber conversation for ages and we may have to do that we may have to do like a fun apt conversation um let's talk a little bit that transition from military to civilian 10 years in 10 years come up you're ready to, to to transition out you're ready to go back to being a civilian what was that like for you
1: um, so if we let's actually rewind a year prior to that, right? So nine years in, um, I'm sitting there with a group of friends that we all knew that we were going to transition out of the military, right? Somewhere at the six-year mark, I was coming up on the 10-year mark. And we really wanted to understand how we could not just break out and um, be successful in the civilian world, but how we can build upon this community, like I said, right, um, from a cyber perspective. So we got into the, doing the same along things along the likes of what you're doing with podcasting. Right. So by way of podcasting, it allowed us to not only enhance our own knowledge base, but really start to break out and build a network of folks that you know, could help us along the way as well. So by doing so, um, it really allowed us, like I said, to rely on folks that were like sent silent mentors right? to so really see how they've already transitioned. They've moved into positions of uh, leadership or executive level or even individual contributors Um I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I worked around contractors and I saw what they got to do. And I saw they were making, there was a monetary gain associated with that, right? Um, Just given the nature of what we did and being a cryptologist and getting out, right? Um, It was a very difficult conversation though, especially coming from a a, um, prior military background or prior military with my mom, right? And saying, hey, I know you did 23 years. I'm about to do 10 and, and, you know, skip out of dodge and go see if I can make things work uh, in the civilian world. Uh, And you can imagine how that conversation went. Son, you're not ready. Um, You know, it's difficult out there. And you start to question yourself. And you're like, oh, man, maybe it really is. Then you get out there. And like I said, depending on what you do, right? So for us being cyber, a lot of the folks that I've worked with since I've transitioned out have been prior military, right? So it's kind of, you know, we're all living this together. Um, And I've Typically, gone after uh, positions to where they they hire uh, military, they hire veterans because they know our worth, they know what we're capable of doing. They know that although that we don't necessarily know something today, that doesn't mean they can't train us and we won't know it tomorrow, right? Um, so I think making that tr- transition was relatively easy in that sense because I went the contractor route. I was working, um, I worked at multiple certs, uh, U.S. certs, Army certs, and ultimately ended at uh, FBI ESOC. And that's where I said, okay. Well, I'm doing the nine to five stuff. I'm working in a a, a cubicle, uh, quote unquote, and I'm, I'm manning the watch and all that. But I did this in the military as well. What I really want to do is give back and do something that allows me to have a little bit more of a dynamic environment. Uh, and that's where I kind of find found sales right, and moved into being an engineer and positioning. Like I said, positioning technologies that would um, support the warfighter and allow them to do their job that much easier.
0: That's awesome. So you know, kind of a lot of veterans that come from cyber, right? And I say specifically from cyber and IT. Um, in, in the history of now Veteran November, um, and I've, I've recorded probably, what, 22 episodes now? So I think I've got a, I don't want to say i got a pollster sample size, but I've yeah. got a pretty decent sample size, right? So what I've noticed is a trend. IT cyber folks end up going to the defense industrial complex, right? Mm. One of the contractors, they get a job so you don't really exit the your Out of the military, but you're not really out of the military. You're just serving
1: in a separate in a different capacity. Yeah, you're serving in a
0: separate capacity. You're making probably a little bit more money. You're living in civilian quarters. You take weekends off. You've you've got the opportunity to really feel um like a civilian and enjoy the freedom per se. And and a lot of people that have in cyber that came from combat or different units didn't go down that easy route. A lot of them left kind of had to to really fight their way in the cyber you know taking boot camps getting certs doing all of that stuff um so so when did you really step away from the defense industrial complex kind of and went into the full-time civilian role how long ago did you do that
1: uh, well, over 10 years, I mean, it took matter of, I think the two years after I got out, once I kind of got a handle uh, a grasp on everyday life as a civilian, really understanding, okay, it's not as difficult as it was made out to be, right? When you go to the transition classes, when you're in the military, you're in there with, you're not in there with just cyber guys, right? You're in there with everyone. So you don't necessarily know their skill sets, nor does the instructor that's teaching that class how to properly transition. So you start to hear these generic blanket statements, right? It's about how difficult it is. Um, But like I said, that two-year capacity of working alongside the warfighter, right, and and that defense industrial base really allowed me to say, okay, well, this is great. Uh, I love doing this, but I really need to go and do something else outside of this. And when you brought up certifications, that's another thing I didn't mention, too, is being able to take advantage. I mean, right now, uh, all the free training you can get for veterans, or not veterans, for enlisted active duty Etc. cetera whether it's cyber or um, basket weaving right <laughs> they're paying for it military is paying for it so get the training that you can i think i did um, like four certifications three of which were SANS based um, gcia gsec all those um, good certifications that really helped you know build that look good on paper right so obviously you have to know what you're doing from a day-to-day you know hands on the keyboard uh, perspective but yeah training knowledge transfer uh, getting out in the community, whether it be conferences, ShmooCon always a great one because that's local to me. Right. Um, and really seeing that there's a community of folks that are doing exactly the same thing that you've done or you're doing. Right. And like I said, being able to be open and honest with, Hey man, how'd you do this? Right. And people are more than uh, willing to have conversations with you to help you along the way. Um, very seldomly have I come into a situation where someone's like, nah, man, you're on your own. I'm not, I'm not giving you any advice. Right. So um, this really helped. Uh, now, hindsight, you know, being on the on the vendor side is especially difficult, right? I mean, you're, I've been working at startups for the last 10 years, and these are um, fast-paced environments of which a uh, majority of um, folks I've worked with at these places have been uh, prior military or have been veterans, right? So we understand, you know, the fast-paced environment. Uh, the thing I always chuckle about is when you sit there and you're in that interview and you get asked a question, well, Tell me about a time that you've been in a stressful environment and how you handled it. And you're like, hmm, do I talk about Kosovo? Do I talk about enduring freedom? You know, like all these things that you sit there and you you think that um, when you're comparing yourself against someone that's maybe up against the same uh, position that didn't uh, serve in the military, am I going to... Aligned? Am I going to meet those requirements that this employer is looking for? And then when you get in those interview situations, you realize, wow, I really have done a lot. And I think uh, James, we're really humble about that, like you said, because we're not doing it for you know this fame or that that notoriety. We're doing it because we support the warfighter, we support the mission, and right? we truly believe in what it is that we're doing.
0: Yeah, there's. Um, I actually um, hate those interview questions. Despise them. I don't ask them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, those, those, It's hard um, to not
1: laugh at those, right? You're like,
0: well, you know, you hear that question, and everyone knows those are the questions you're going to get. I think that's very lazy from a hiring manager to ask that question. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, without a doubt. That's a check the box type question. That was just a you know a generic example though, right? I have been asked that, right. but. It, mainly the underlying point I was trying to make is that we we've, we've done a lot we we've seen some shit right, right. like we we
0: but, but that's the aspect is that, that that's one of the things that help veteran november brings to people who are looking to hire veterans is don't go by the standard interview questions with us right like go down a different path get to know us from a level of personality teamwork leadership trust integrity, integrity. those are those no are those are key aspects that define a person, right? And those, and those qualities cannot be trained, cannot be taught. You, you earn them, right? You earn them through hard work. You earn them through sweat. You earn them through overcoming the most difficult challenges of your life, whether it be physical, mental, as a team, as a nation, um, you know, you, you look at those challenges and you go, that's how I'm going to win. That's how we're going to get to the other side of that. It's funny. Um, I remember I was in an incident response situation and we had a group of people in there and um, and, and several of us were veterans. And I was quarterbacking the incident response. And I had, a, you know, quite a few civilians and, and people who were very, very smart, but they couldn't see the other side. Right. They couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. They couldn't see where we need to get to yet. And I went to one of the I went to one of the guys who I was working with. He was a uh, at the time he was an Air Force vet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I, I looked at him and, and and I said, "You know, you see where we need to get to." And he goes, "We're already there, buddy. We're already there, brother." And I was like, "Okay." And slowly and surely, you, that poise, that determination, it can't be trained. You don't you don't get it in a cert. You don't go oh, yeah. in a college yeah. class. You don't because you know colleges today have safe spaces. We didn't have a safe space in the military. <laughs> yeah. when, the, when the drill sergeant got in your face, or when you made a mistake, you were bashed, and you were held accountable, and you were reminded of it to make to help you understand you made a mistake.
1: Yeah, accountability, um, integrity, right, and functionality. Uh, punctuality, right? If I'm going to put three of those in there, it's it just functionality because of the fact that <laughs> I tend to show up like 30 minutes early to any on site meeting I need to be to. And I always get the, man, Jason, you're here really early. That's because I don't want to be late, right? Um, right. You know, tongue in cheek, right? But um, integrity, most definitely. Um, integrity is a, accountability. Right? We're going to mess up. We're, we're human. That's what we do, right? Especially when you're in the business of, you know, for me, selling software, you know, there's going to be bugs in code. It's human derived, it's human written, right? So being accountable and being able to adapt and overcome, and I think that's something, those are um, key traits that veterans have, especially within cyber, that we, we've seen this, right? We know um, how to react, or how to respond, um, and just to do so in a way that's, you um, it maintains integrity and always puts the the problem in front of us instead of putting our head in the sand and thinking it'll go away.
0: Yeah. Um, working through a problem is something that I think is really, really important. I like to do, you know, you brought up the job interview. What I like to do with veterans is do whiteboarding sessions for a job interview. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you learn a lot about a person in the whiteboarding session. In, yeah, in, whether or
1: not they're even going to grab that marker, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen that happen in the past too, where you know, folks just buckle. And I'm not talking from a uh, a veteran standpoint. I'm just talking straight civilians. Human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah there, there, there's an aspect to that. Let's. Um, we're almost out of time, though. But I want to ask you, kind of, what are what are some of your Advice for people looking to get into cyber who are veterans or people who are currently in active duty and, and kind of you know you talked a little bit about taking advantage of training, but what else would you suggest for them to do? You were a Navy brat, so technically you know you served in the military 33 years, you know t- yeah. 23 years with your mom, 10 years right. yep. with yourself so, so share a little bit of that 33 year wisdom with us, Jason
1: yeah, um, well, that's a it's a great question. You know, along the likes of, like I said, getting all the training that you can um, while you're enlisted or uh, active duty, um, being a part of the community. Once again, it's extremely important that these are the folks that you're going to be working alongside when you do transition out, whether it be at a SOC or a CERT or just at a private company, right? It's it's getting to know the folks that are in the community that can um, provide that level of uh, knowledge transfer in order to be successful, right? And that could be outside of just... um, uh, outside of just being cyber focused, right. That could be just transitioning as a whole. Um, but also utilizing all your resources that you have available to you, right. With, with regards to the VA, um, utilizing the GI bill, um, post nine eleven GI bill, I'm still using it myself, right. I mean, there's a wealth of knowledge to be gained outside of what we're doing on a day-to-day basis, um, that are just, you know, it's good to have higher education, right. Um, and mainly figuring out what it is you want to do, right? I think that's the the most um, critical asset or aspect of this. I had no idea what I wanted to do when I got out of the Navy. I knew that I wanted to do cyber, but I didn't know if I wanted to be a contractor. I didn't know if I wanted to sell. I didn't know if I wanted to be a backend, you know, developer or engineer. So having conversations with um, folks that are working these, you know, multiple uh, wearing these multiple hats or working in these different um, areas of responsibilities, I think will help too for you to understand. Okay, when I do make that transition. All I want to do is code Python, and I want to you know stick to that. But also figuring out kind of helps too, right? And that's what I did. I, I figured out a lot along the way, right, based on experience, like we did in the military, right? You just figure things out, and you figure out what makes you tick. And for me, it's being in a dynamic sales environment that allows me to position best-in-class technologies, right, to support the warfighter. So um, yeah, I think I think leveraging that your community is is definitely. A, probably the most key aspect to this because you see on LinkedIn, we're everywhere, right? And we're all willing, uh, much like being on this podcast alone to help one another out.
0: Yeah. I always say that. Um, my, my hope of, of of veteran November is to have one single library on YouTube where a veteran can go and just uh, listen to it as he's doing PT every single day and get half an hour f- and hearing from different people from different backgrounds and and different MOSs and different specialties of how they kind of made it in the civilian world and where they are today. And, and it's something to highlight, right? I think oftentimes veterans are, are associated with, you know, some of the drug, alcohol, homelessness, and, you know, the 22 a day problems that we have a problem, the 22 a day chaos, the 22 a day, um, um, What's the right word for it, Jason?
1: For twenty-two a day?
0: Yeah, twenty-two a day is 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 a pandemic.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is.
0: You know, uh, not take away from COVID, but it's it's definitely a pandemic.
1: I mean, you're gonna fight. I mean, transitioning out, you're gonna fight adversity. You're gonna fight adversity well after you've transitioned out. Like I said, I've been out for 13 years, and yeah, you know, every day is a um, I would say every day, right? But you're still. You're going to be working along different personalities, folks that have never served before, right? So you have to be understanding and, uh, sympath- uh, I wouldn't say sympathetic. That's probably a poor choice of words, but just understanding that we come from all walks of life, right? And, and I'm guilty of it, right? I've, you know, I've come from the, uh, wearing the uniform where we have to do this now or else, right? So instead of, you know, taking a step back for a moment and say, okay, well, why is it that we're doing this? So it's a little bit more calculated, I think you could say, uh, based on my experience and what I've uh, endured. Um, but also knowing there's, there's definitely gonna be unique personalities, right? That you're gonna have to adapt and overcome and learn to work alongside and knowing that we're fighting towards a common goal.
0: Yeah. Uh, final question, Jason, what's one thing you miss about your time in the Navy?
1: Oh man. Uh, definitely miss the camaraderie. Um, uh, but like I said, before we kicked this off was the softball games, the 30 pack after the softball games, winner loss, um, these, we were all in this together and it just brought you know, it was a way to just, um, break away from our day to day and really understand each other as human beings. And not just, you know, folks that are wearing a uniform and fighting the war on cyber. Right. So it definitely, uh, missed the the camaraderie and, and the structure, right. Structure is good at times. It's good to have some structure and some process.
0: It's, it's good to have structure all the time. I'm a firm believer yeah, in structure.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I, I think the lack of structure is the, um, is the recipe for chaos.
1: Yeah. It is. It is.
0: Structure is critical. Jason, thank you for coming on the podcast. Folks, we're out of time. I'd love to talk to Jason more. He is a fascinating person. 33 years in total in servitude, uh, 23 years with his mom, and uh, another uh, 10 on his own. So uh, yeah. um, people always say the kids don't serve when the parents serve. And I'm like, you've never met the brats that grow up along the military. They serve if just as much and sometimes, if not more, than the parent um because of the stuff they have to go through moving every few years you don't really get to have a lot of friends you don't really get to maintain really i mean now they do write social media add me on instagram okay um <laughs> yeah. and stay in touch but but back when when you did it um it was writing letters yeah and absolutely which
1: i wasn't very good at so right
0: which most kids aren't very good at what are you right. going to sit down and write a letter hey tom how's it going are you still <laughs> playing baseball right like it's just it's 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 not the same and and so you serve just as much and and there's there's it's it's great to be able to talk about that a little bit and 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 get some more out of it folks that's it jason thank you
1: yeah thank you much i appreciate it
0: folks veteran november an episode every single day except saturday for the month of november 26 veterans november 30th we have our big kind of sealing off party. You'll see more information on our LinkedIn page for it. You can sign up. Um, we're not going to do it on LinkedIn live folks. This is going to be a uh, zoom conference call um, where I'm going to vet everyone who comes in. And so you'll have to sign up and, and join us and you'll get the zoom link in your email. We were going to do it live. And then I decided that um, to keep it uh, veteran friendly. And to also kind of uh, uh, be able to bring back a little bit of that camaraderie that everyone keeps talking about, we're going to do it closed doors, Zoom only, get vetted, join us, hang out with us for about an hour, pour yourself a bourbon, a whiskey, a vodka, well, not really vodka, but if you like it still, tequila or anything like that, uh, have a beer and and join us for about an hour. We'll be with some great people that'll be talking and um, it'll be a great place to just share, unload as we wrap 2020 and veteran november that's it for us here today folks jason mueller he's a solution architect over at my friends at attack iq so you guys can uh, definitely uh, reach out to jason um and uh jason thanks so much folks that's it for us here again james are wishing you all a lot of health and most importantly stay cyber safe Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues and get all the latest information at cyberhubpodcast.com.